Hey everyone, Josh and Ryan here, and welcome back to the 2% Podcast. Research shows if you put 100 random people in a room, somewhere amongst them, there'll be just two truly incredible, inspirational people who are living their lives to the fullest. In this podcast, we bring those exact people to you, week in, week out. 2% of a day is just half an hour, so thank you for taking 2% of your day to be educated and inspired by joining us on our journey as we learn the secrets, routines and dreams of the Two Percenters. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Two Percent Podcast. This week we are joined by Sanjana from You Humanity. Fantastic to have you with us, Sanjana. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Amazing. So we're just going to jump straight in with a, a kind of one, two minute bio from yourself, just talking about You Humanity, maybe why we've brought you on today to the podcast. Um, sure, thank you. So um, I'm Sanjana. I um, live in the UK and uh, I was born and raised in India. Um, I came to UK about 10 years ago for my undergraduate degree. So I come from a completely different sector. I did my engineering um, and currently work as a tech consultant in one of the telcos. Um, over the lockdown, uh, when the lockdown started actually in March, April time, Uh, I was so much involved into reading all the news about coronavirus, how things have progressed in the last few days about coronavirus, how things are going on in every country, uh, what measures are being taken. So there was a lot about um, this COVID scare. Um, And unknowingly, I think it started impacting me in some or the other way. So mentally, it was a little stressful because I was working from home, uh, not able to go out, uh, not even able to fly back home to India to meet my family and parents. So somewhere it started, you know, impacting me. And just a random thought came that um, I need to sort of get out of this negative space. Um, And that's how I came up with the random idea of you humanity to actually collect 1000 stories of kindness from across the world. The main motive was to just stay um, calm and stay sane during this period and also get to know more people during the lockdown which is kind of ironic <laughs> yeah for sure so it's, it's so interesting to me because what something is clear for me anyway is that it kind of started out as a passion project as something that was like oh i need to stay sane I need to stay busy whatever but now over the time uh, over the months has gone by it kind of has evolved into something a bit more uh, but maybe first of all, I'll pick you up on on why you went specifically for kindness, I suppose, and and that kind of common humanity angle of a project, right? Like there's uh, a lot of negative news, like you say, and I suppose the alternative mm-hmm. to that, the only alternative is to be positive. But how did you come from that place of seeing negative news and then thinking, okay, I'm going to be the one to start curating positive stories. How did that kind of come about? Um, surprisingly, I think during this phase, um, I have personally seen a lot of people coming out of their homes and helping their neighbors, their community, um, even their you know old care homes, anybody or anywhere. So I was very surprised to see the level of compassion people have. And I wonder, like, where was that? before this whole COVID, um, COVID started. So um, I thought that 
everybody is doing their bit to overcome one challenge. And that's one thing that we all want to overcome across the world and that is coronavirus. So I want, I thought I can start grabbing those stories and get those firsthand stories out because those people are out there on the field or helping somebody um, and they would have much more, you know, uh, emotions and feelings about how things are progressing. So that's how this all started. And um, I never had this thousand stories idea before. I just thought I'll start uh, capturing stories. This actually evolved and I gave myself a goal that I should collect thousand stories of kindness. And now I actually have a vision to put together um, a book of uh, all the stories and my learnings from all of these interactions and stories together once I finish this target. And the main idea is for, um, I think one of the main ideas is for the future generations. When they look back at 2020, because 2020 is making history. <laughs> so when they look back to this year, they should also have the good content, the positive content to understand how humanity shaped up during this phase, especially. No, for sure. And I think it's a, uh, well, it seems to me that it's a big kind of responsibility actually that you're taking on to kind of say yeah. that <laughs> I want to, to curate some of the positivity and the community and the humanity. You know, those are pretty heavy things around kind of, being a counterweight to some of the maybe oppressive negativity, I suppose, of, of coronavirus. I mean, what kind of sparks in your mind when you think of that as a challenge to kind of curate and find 1000 stories of kind of pure kindness in such a difficult time? Because to me, that does seem like such a massive task to take on. Um, It is actually a big task um, because there's a lot of work that goes on behind every story. Um, So just to mention, I actually started this early and then my best friend got really excited about this project and she was like well I'm going to join and help as much as I can so now she's actually um, helping in the same capacity as I am Um, and we're out there finding stories every story takes their own um, time um, and effort so the big challenge is to actually find people within our home boundaries so we're not going out we're doing everything online so it is about finding the right stories right people and we usually follow a lot of hashtags or community newspapers or local newspapers um, who are actually appreciating kind gestures from uh, people across their communities so after finding those stories we try to find the the actual source actual person and figure out their online presence or social media presence so that we can get in touch with them um, so it is kind of a bit hard work there. And at the same time, it's also a challenge because not everybody has a digital presence. And because of this reason, there were a couple of stories that I had to leave because I could not spot the right person or, um, you know, the, the source of that story. And I would actually want to cover all the stories, but due to this challenge, there's not much we can do after a certain point. Mm -hmm. And then on the video, we're on the video talking them, giving them the space to actually interact and um, share their story, what they've been doing, how their life has been impacted during this phase. Um, And once that's all recorded, we put them down into words. I'm sure we're I don't think we're doing justice to what they're doing, but at least we're trying to put all of those uh, you know, the emotions and stories in the words in a form of their story, which we put out on our website and social media channels. Mm, great. And so, so the people that you interview then, are they the people that are doing the acts of kindness or the people that have received the acts of kindness to them? So these are the people who are doing 
the act of kindness for the community or their people. Um, and they are doing this just because of their passion and purpose. So they're not gaining anything monetary out of it. Um, they're probably either fundraising or even using their own savings and money to help people. Um, so anybody who's going above and beyond for others in this phase um, is who I'm capturing. Mm. And how unique are the stories that, you, that you're finding at the moment? Like, Is it hard to find, um, you know, you mentioned you're finding all these different hashtags and going on the community groups. Is it a real challenge to find a, an array of unique kind stories at the moment? Um, slightly challenging because we do not have a bigger digital presence right now. So um, stories don't come to us. We actually go and find these stories. So that's a little challenging here, but I'm sure there are people doing a lot of unique things out there. It's just that how and when do we spot them? So far we have tried to spot all the unique stories and bring them out and they're diverse stories from across different countries. Uh, we've been speaking to people in Kenya, um, in US, Philippines, India, and then they are also from across all different age groups. So um, I had an interview with a five-year-old boy yesterday. Um, we've also we've spoken to an 80-year-old 80, 80 uh, woman in India uh, who's actually making masks. So. Um, it's a very diverse and wide array of stories that we're putting together. Um, quite challenging because I think we are still young. We are growing. We don't have much digital presence yet. So we need to make more and more effort to actually tell people what we're doing so that they can find us and, you know, uh, approach to us rather than we go to them. No, yeah, that's so interesting. And like the kind of common humanity, uh, which I guess is the name you humanity, right? Like it, it is something that, spans across ages and across nations and, and i think that's really really powerful that you're helping to capture that essence i suppose what i would ask you is kind of what big question i suppose like what is kindness for you like what is it that constitutes an act that makes it a kind one is it the spontaneity behind it is it the like you mentioned people going above and beyond in terms of maybe their jobs or, or maybe around money like you say like putting life savings almost on the line to help other people okay. is it the number of people who it helps kind of what are the different factors i suppose that contribute to the you humanity definition of kindness i mean that's a massive question <laughs> that's a very heavy question <laughs> um i think personally to me kindness and empathy go uh, hand in hand so uh, based on the you know the level of empty you have for others, their problems, their concerns, um, that actually brings out the kindness in you. And that's what um, we've been trying to portray from uh, from you humanity. So the name you humanity actually says you define humanity. And that is for everybody. We're not judging anybody with the way that they show kindness. Even a small gesture is a big, um, leaves a big impact on people. So uh, for us, I think kindness is when we start being empathetic to others' problems, other lives, um, their, their issues, and feel it as if it's our own. That's when we become more kind uh, and less judgmental towards the society and the community. Yeah, for sure. So kind of capturing empathy and then channeling that through physical acts yeah. i suppose yeah no, I, I really like that um how have you been finding so you mentioned like the digital presence is not quite there and it's growing and you've got your website and social media handles and things like mm -hmm. that 
how have you found that challenge, like you mentioned, of trying to collate stories that aren't necessarily through that digital kind of uh, path? Because I'm sure that you want to try and make sure that you're representing the whole spectrum of people and not everyone kind of has access to, to digital to kind of get in touch with you. Is that something that you're trying to navigate? Is that something that just working from home is just not a possibility at the moment and the technology just can't solve everything? Do you know what I mean? So how, mm. how, how does that how does that work for you at the moment? Yeah, right now it is a challenge considering we have to work from home and there's not much I can travel right now, but it's a big goal that I have set for myself, which is thousand stories. And it will take me, I think, about two to three years to complete it. And I think by the time in the next few months or so, um, we'll be a bit more flexible around going out and finding more people hopefully in the UK at least, because the cases are a little, you know, they're less now in number. So I think once we get that flexibility, we can go out and find more people with their stories, those especially who do not have um, a digital presence. As of now, yes, it's, it's a bit challenging. Because of this, we had to leave certain stories. I mean, I found a young 10-year-old 10, 10 boy who was contributing in his own unique way, but he lived in a rural area in Kenya. So obviously he did not have um, any internet access or a digital presence. So even after trying several times through different newspapers, I couldn't yeah, get sure. hold of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little challenging right now, especially, but hopefully in the next few months, it'll get better. And at least I can go out and try my other ways to find people. Yeah, and obviously Youth Humanity is, is a, a relatively new initiative, mm -hmm. uh, but towards that that goal of a thousand, like was it always a thousand? You mentioned it's kind of something that's a goal that you've set for yourself and, and, and how far are you towards that at the moment? <laughs> um, it was never, uh, there was never a goal when I started this. It was just about going out and capturing stories, that's it. But then as I started on it, I thought I should have some goal, otherwise I'll probably, you know, leaves in between or may not even complete what I've started. So that's why I set up this goal of thousand stories of kindness. And when I actually tell people that I'm doing something like this, they're more um, excited to listen more about it, this thousand stories goal. So right now I am, since I've just started two months back, I've today published 34th story. So we're very, we've done very less in number. We're really literally young and starting right now, but in the next three years, I think we should be done with a thousand stories. Mm. And the way you're sort of documenting these stories, obviously that the Instagram platform from what I've seen is a big part of that uh, online presence. So how do you go about capturing the, the images of, of the people that are doing these kind acts and how important is that visual storytelling for part of like projecting the kind act? I think that's, that's, the most important right now because people want to see how you're spreading kindness and happiness across so they want to see ways how people are doing it outside they, everybody's stuck inside so they want to see some visual images from people helping out there on the field and so when I finish any interview we basically ask uh, for any pictures or videos that you know they define their lockdown period or their life in general and that's when they send us all their pictures that they have based on their project or their life and some even send about with their families because they've been missing their families right now um, and we try to incorporate all those images um, completely raw so we just put that in the same way that was sent to us. We don't put any filters or anything because we want to make that as a raw sort of compilation of the stories and the visual images. Yeah, great. And you said you mentioned that thousand that thousand story goal that, that wasn't there at the start, but it's came about. 
So what, what happens then when you hit that 1,000? Obviously, you say you've got that book goal in mind to capture, document them in a book. Um, yeah. But obviously, by then, you've probably created a, a, a real community of people sharing kind stories and stuff. Do you envision a venture spinning off from that? Would you keep, keep at it with the You Humanity community? Um, yes, actually. So when I started this, although I come from a very uh, a technology background, um, I do not have much experience in, you know, writing, blogging or anything like this. And I'm still learning. Um, so when I started this, it was just about the thousand stories. But now I've been into this uh, and I've, I'm actually making network and a community of people, all those who have been speaking, all those who are following us. So we're building that network and I have a vision to make you humanity as a platform sort of an umbrella company, which runs several campaigns uh, for the betterment of society. So uh, currently we are working on a couple of social causes and trying to bring change and impact lives. So hopefully, don't ask me right now what they are, but hopefully towards the end of this year, we'll be launching uh, one more campaign. And I think I have found my purpose because that's something, it took me 27 years to find my purpose. And I think Fortunately, the lockdown did that to me. So I found my purpose and my happiness. So I feel like I am calm and I am much more happier when I'm doing something for the community or for the society. So that's what the vision I have taken up with me. And I will carry on even after the thousand stories of kindness. We'll be using, uh, we'll be using that platform to connect the privileged sections of the society with less privileged sections and impact lives. So I have put in another goal actually recently, which is to impact and touch 1 million lives uh, over the next 10 years. Actually, <laughs> So that's a long one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's a huge goal to, to, yeah, to impact a million people's lives. So do, when you set goals like that for yourself, is it, does that excite you or is it a bit like, wow, that's, that's almost overwhelming in a sense? It really excites me. I know it's overwhelming. One million is literally, I think, out of my dream right now. It is. But it, uh, it really excites me. And every person that we come across and they are impacted in some or the other way with, you know, the work that we're doing. Um, that gives me little moments to celebrate and think that, well, I am getting closer to one million. <laughs> So it is definitely a big goal to set, especially for somebody who's that new with a very less digital presence. Uh, but I think I'm very dedicated to do what I'm doing right now and carry on with it. No, that's great. And I think that, that little sound bite of you saying, you know, it took me 27 years to find my purpose and, and now it's happened in lockdown. I think that's really powerful. And have you seen that in the stories that sort of, like you say maybe this kindness has come out during lockdown rather than the opposite of people saying you know lockdown's been the worst period of time everyone's mm. been horrible and selfish and all that kind of stuff yeah I've seen many stories and I've spoken to many people and they're the actual reason they've been inspiring me so for instance there's a woman who live, lives in Berlin so she's away from her family her family lives in Philippines um, and when she saw that Philippines is badly stuck with um, coronavirus and people are really getting impacted so she combined her passion of art and her business mindset together and she's selling all these postcards to everybody out there the money that she gains is she's sending it back to Philippines so that's one story which started during uh, the lockdown and she's actually passionate to take it forward even after you know uh, the coronavirus 
scare gets over and we're back to our normal lives. I saw another man in Spain. He literally started his food truck eight days before the lockdown. And it was his dream to actually enter the food industry. <laughs> and he started and eight days later, the Spanish government announced the lockdown and everything was like closed. But he was so passionate, even if even though he spent all his money on the food truck, he was so passionate to go out and give out free food to the um, healthcare workers, to frontliners, without even thinking about his savings or, you know, how he's going to manage in the next few months. So I think compassion and kindness is quite contagious during this phase. If you look at the positive stories, you'll get inspired, definitely, because there are people doing amazing things out there, really. Yeah. And and now you've found your your purpose, as you say. Do you find yourself when you're at your nine to five, you know, tech job, are you sort of chomping at the bit to get back to what you find your important <laughs> work and start getting some stories posted? Yes, yes. <laughs> so um I don't get tired anymore now. <laughs> so even <laughs> after nine to five, I think I have so much energy to uh continue working on you, humanity. And that's what I wanted to do, something that makes me excited and something that can also put me at calm. And um, this is what I've found. So even on the weekends, I am not finding ways to, you know, rest or relax. I am all about you, humanity, and trying to invest my all my energies and time into this. Well, that's it for another episode of the 2% Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. If you or someone you know has a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch. And if you have a question you want answering, send it in to us using Anchor Voice Messages and you can feature in a future episode. All the links are in the description. Stay motivated, follow your dreams, and as always, do it with a smile.